In the previous recording, we discussed the importance of preparing for Shabbos oneself and not delegating it to other people. And the Shulchan Aruch quotes the example from the Talmud of a number of great rabbis who would themselves prepare for Shabbos, even though there were other people who could have done it for them. Now we're going to move on to a question that the commentators deal with, and that is that obviously for these great rabbis who spent their whole day studying Torah, the preparation for Shabbos would have necessitated not learning during that time. So they were doing bitul Torah, they were stopping the study of Torah in order to prepare for Shabbos. And that's what's explicit in the Ramah in Simon Rashon on Aleph Sif Beis. He writes, "V'yeshla Adam lemaik tzas belimudo of Shabbos that a person should study less Torah on Friday in order." to prepare for Shabbos. So the custom of many yeshivas to end the day early on Shabbos so people can go off and prepare for Shabbos is based on this Ramah. Now this seems a little bit unusual because in general the study of Torah is our most important mitzvah. So we try not to pause that mitzvah for other mitzvahs. So why is it that the mitzvah of preparing for Shabbos is so important that it transcends even studying Torah? So in order to answer this question, we need to look at a fundamental debate between the Magan Avram and the Shulchan Aruch Harav as to what the basis for the mitzvah of preparing for Shabbos is. And this in turn is based on two places in the Gemara where it's discussed. The first is in the Gemara in Shabbos and Daf Kuf Tess, where it tells the stories which the Shulchan Aruch quotes about great rabbis who would prepare for Shabbos themselves. And the second is in the Gemara in Kiddushin and Daf Mem Aleph Amit Aleph, where the Gemara is discussing that it's a mitzvah for a man to marry a woman himself as opposed to through a messenger. And this is based on the principle of mitzvah bo yoser mi b'shlucho. Any mitzvah that a person can do themselves or through a messenger, it's better to do the mitzvah yourself. And then the Gemara quotes two stories of Rav Safra and Rava that they would prepare their own fish for Shabbos in order to enjoy Shabbos. And they didn't delegate it to other people, meaning they didn't do the mitzvah through a messenger. So this proves the point that one should do the mitzvah on their own and not through someone else. So those are the two sources in the Gemara. Now the Magan Avram in Simen Reishon and Sifkat and Beis, where the Shulchan Aruch quotes the story of the rabbis who would prepare for Shabbos themselves, so he applies this rule to all mitzvahs based on the idea of mitzvah bo yoser mi bishlucha. In other words, the Magan Avram understands, and this is the simple reading of the Gemara in Kiddushin, that the mitzvah to prepare for Shabbos is no different than any other mitzvah. Every mitzvah is supposed to be done by the person themselves rather than through a messenger. So similarly, preparing for Shabbos as any other mitzvah should be done by the person themselves and not through a messenger. So according to the Magan Avram, the basis of the rule to prepare for Shabbos oneself is based on the principle which applies to all mitzvahs of mitzvah bo yoser mi bishlucha. So there's two questions on this approach. First is, if the concept of preparing for Shabbos is based on this idea of mitzvah bo yoser mi bishlucho, it doesn't seem to be a full obligation. Even the Gemara's phrase is mitzvah bo. It's a better mitzvah. It's a nice thing to do, but it doesn't say chayev, that you're obligated to do it that way. Meaning we do mitzvahs through messengers all the time, and it's not a violation of the halacha. It's just better to do it by yourself. 
Now the Rambam in Shabbos Lamed Vav, when he rules this halacha that one has to prepare for Shabbos themselves, so he uses the phrase, Chayiv lasos dvarim begufo, that a person is obligated to prepare for Shabbos by themselves. So the Rambam does not seem to believe that this is just an added, nicer thing to do, but he seems to believe that this is a full-fledged chiyuv, and that would not be the principle of mitzvah yoser mi b'shlucha. So that's problem number one, that the Rambam seems to formulate this as an obligation and not just a nice thing. Second, if it's mitzvah yoser mi b'shlucha, again, that's not a full obligation, it's a nice thing to do. So why should that displace studying Torah, which is a full obligation and a very, very important one? So why did these rabbis stop studying Torah in order to do the mitzvah of preparing for Shabbos in a better way when they could have done the same mitzvah and fulfilled the basic obligation through a messenger? And in fact, that's the general halacha. We don't stop studying Torah for any mitzvah unless it can't be done by someone else. Otherwise, no one would ever study Torah. There's endless mitzvahs that people could do. They could run around all day finding more mitzvahs to do. So the rule is that if a mitzvah can be done by someone else, then the person who's studying Torah should not stop studying. If it can't be done by anyone other than this person, for example, let's say wearing tefillin, each person has to wear tefillin, so then they have to stop studying Torah in order to do the mitzvah. So according to the Magen Avram, this mitzvah of preparing for Shabbos is something which could be done by someone else. Of course, it's better to be done by the person themselves, but not if they're studying Torah. So these great rabbis who are studying Torah, it seems like they should not have stopped in order to prepare for Shabbos. So the Shulchan Aruch HaRav says something very brilliant, and he analyzes the two Gemaras. There's one in Shabbos and there's one in Kiddushin. And he says that they're not repeating the same information. They're actually telling us two different halachas. And the proof is because they quote different stories. Neither of them quotes the same story. In Shabbos, it quotes the story of Rav Safra and Rabba and Rav Zeira and a few rabbis who would prepare basic things like cutting vegetables and cleaning the house for Shabbos. Whereas in Kiddushin, it quotes the stories of Rava and Rav Safra who would prepare fish because they enjoyed it for Shabbos. So the Shulchan Aruch HaRav says, in fact, there's two different things going on over here. The Gemara in Shabbos is teaching us the basic halacha that everyone must prepare for Shabbos because that is the way to show kavod Shabbos. The way to honor Shabbos is by preparing yourself for Shabbos. And you cannot do that through a messenger. Because if you send someone else to prepare for Shabbos, yes, the preparation will get done, but it doesn't show that you cherish and value Shabbos. The only way to show that you yourself cherish Shabbos and honor it is to do the preparation yourself. So this is a mitzvah which cannot be done by anyone else, and that's why these rabbis would take time off from studying Torah in order to prepare for Shabbos, because it's what's called a mitzvah shebegufo. It's a mitzvah which has to be done by the person themselves, like wearing tefillin, and the only way to do that is to take a break from studying Torah. So that's the basic halacha of preparing for Shabbos. It's not applicable to other mitzvahs. It's specific to Shabbos that a person has to go ahead and prepare for Shabbos in order to show they value and honor Shabbos. Then there's another halacha, which is mitzvah bo yosemi It's better to do a mitzvah by yourself. 
That is a different concept, which is when it comes to preparing for Shabbos and someone sees something which would make their Shabbos even nicer, so something that they specially enjoy, like fish for Rava and Rabzeira, so they would go ahead and prepare it, but this was only occasionally. It wasn't every single week. Occasionally when they were in the marketplace and they saw a very nice fish, something that they really enjoyed, so they would go ahead and prepare it for Shabbos. So that's a different concept than the regular halacha of preparing for Shabbos, which doesn't have to just be special things. It could be even cleaning the house or making bread. Regular basic activities which are needed for Shabbos, that's how one fulfills the standard mitzvah of preparing for Shabbos and showing honor for Shabbos. But if there's an occasional treat that they want for Shabbos, so then that they should go ahead and do by themselves under the principle of mitzvah bo yosr mi b'shlucho. But that wouldn't be a full obligation, it's just an added special thing to do. So that's why the Shulchan Aruch HaRav says that when the Shulchan Aruch is quoting the halacha of preparing for Shabbos, he quotes the Gemara in Shabbos, not the Gemara in Kiddushin, because he's talking about the fundamental obligation to prepare for Shabbos, not the special added benefit of getting nice things for Shabbos. And that's why the Rambam says that it's obligatory, because this mitzvah is obligatory, as opposed to other mitzvahs where it's a nice thing to do it yourself, not through a messenger, but it's not obligatory. And of course, this explains why the rabbis took time off from learning Torah to do this mitzvah, because it cannot be done by anyone else, and that's exactly the kind of mitzvah that one has to take a break from studying Torah in order to perform. So this is a very sharp analysis from the Shulchan Aruch HaRav. It makes sense of a lot of different aspects of this halacha, and it explains very beautifully why there are two passages in the Gemara which discuss it, and they're different, and they quote different stories because they're talking about different concepts. So according to the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, there's a much stronger reason why someone has to prepare for Shabbos themselves. It's not about mitzvah bo yoser mi b'shlucho. It's not the regular halacha of other mitzvahs that it's better to do a mitzvah yourself, but it's a full-fledged halacha that in order to honor Shabbos, the only way to do that is to prepare for Shabbos by oneself. Now, coming back to the Magen Avram's view that this is based on the general rule of mitzvah bo yoser mi b'shlucho, it's not a special rule with regards to preparing for Shabbos. So how does he deal with the two questions we posed? So the Mishnah Brura has some suggestions to answer these questions. In Simon Reish Nun Sifkat and Gimel, he adopts the Magen Avram's approach to this halacha, that it's based on mitzvah bo yoser mi b'shlucho, and it applies equally to all other mitzvahs. And then in the Halacha, he addresses the problem that the Rambam calls it a chiyuv, a full obligation, while the Gemara only says mitzvah bo yosemibishlucho. It's a nice thing to do, it's a mitzvah, but it's not an obligation. So the Be'er Halacha points out that the Shulchan Aruch's language is yishtadel, a person should try. Meaning it's not a full obligation, it's a nice thing to do. So that parallels the language of the Gemara that it's a mitzvah. But what about the Rambam who calls it a chiyuv? So the Be'er Halacha suggests that even the Rambam doesn't mean it's a full-fledged obligation, he just means that it's a very important thing to do. It's like a chiyuv, but it's not a full chiyuv. And that's what the Aruch HaShulchan also suggests. So according to this approach, the Rambam doesn't mean anything substantively different than the Gemara or the Shulchan Aruch. He means like them that it's an important concept, it's not a full obligation, just he formulates it a little more strongly. 
So the approach of the Mishabura and the Aruch HaSholchan is to read the language of the Rambam a little less literally than the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, that the Rambam also believes the basis of this halacha is mitzvah bo yosem yibishlucha. Now in the Sharat Zion, in his notes on the bottom, the Mishnabura deals with the issue of why should someone stop learning Torah in order to prepare for Shabbos if it's just a nice thing to do, whereas learning Torah is such a fundamental mitzvah. And the Mishnabura has two proposals as to why this mitzvah is special that one should stop learning Torah in order to do it. One is that it's a mitzvah shebegufo, meaning even though it could be done by other people, but it's something that you yourself do. So the more you do it, the better the mitzvah gets done. Other mitzvahs, you could appoint a messenger and the results will be exactly the same. Let's say someone needs to free a captive. So whether they bring the money or send a messenger is going to be the exact same thing. But this is a mitzvah which is done by the person. So if you prepare for Shabbos, the results will be much better. It will show much more honor and preciousness of Shabbos than if you appoint someone else. So therefore, it should be done by yourself, even if it means breaking from studying Torah. That's approach number one. So it's similar to the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, but there is a nuance. The Shulchan Aruch HaRav believes that the whole mitzvah has to be done by yourself in order to show that you value Shabbos. Whereas the Mishnah Brewer believes it could be done by other people, but it is done qualitatively better by yourself, which is not true of other mitzvahs, which don't involve you doing something, that the results of you or someone else doing it would be exactly the same. That's the Mishnah Brewer's first approach. His second approach is that the kavod of Shabbos, honoring Shabbos, is more strict than other concepts, and that's what necessitates breaking from the study of Torah. So even though this is a mitzvah which could fully be done by other people, but kavod Shabbos is such an important concept that a person should break from studying Torah in order to go do this mitzvah. So that's how the Mishnah Brura makes sense of the Magen Avram's approach to this halacha, and he answers the questions that we posed on it before. Now it's interesting to note that there's a book, the Kuntras Chanako Megillah, from Rab Chaim Aaron Turchin, who was a Rosh Hashiva in Israel. He was a student of the Brisker Rav. And in Simon Yud Gimel, he goes through this topic and he touches on many of the points that we just touched on. And he has an approach which is very similar to the Shulchan Aruch HaRavs, that when it comes to preparing for Shabbos, there's two concepts. The regular mitzvah bo yoser mi bishlucho, and the additional that that is how one honors Shabbos by showing that they value it themselves. So he goes through that, but he reads that into the Sharat Sion's approach approach, and specifically, it's sort of counterintuitive, not in the first one where he calls it a mitzvah shibigufo, but in the second idea where he says it's kavod Shabbos, meaning the honor of Shabbos can only be done properly by preparing oneself. And then he quotes from the Briskerov a very interesting idea that the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch have a phrase, zehu kevodo, that is his honor. So we'll talk about that in the next recording, what they're trying to say with that. But the question is, whose honor? The simple interpretation is, it's the person who's preparing's honor. Meaning, preparing for Shabbos is the way to honor yourself. But the Briskerov said that it means zehu kivodo of Shabbos. It's the honor of Shabbos to prepare oneself 
before Shabbos. So again, that would be very similar to the Shulchan Aruch HaRav. And according to Rav Turchin, that might even be the approach of the Mishnah Brewer and the Maganav Ram. There's a lot of nuances that we could go through between how different people are presenting this halacha, but it would be difficult to present each of the nuances in this forum. So we'll leave it at that. That's the basic ideas which are discussed with regards to this halacha. Now, there is a third totally different approach as to how to make sense of this. Because both the Magen Avram and the Shulchan Aruch Arav, for all their differences, agreed that the simple reading of the Ramah is that even someone who would be learning Torah should take a break in order to go prepare for Shabbos. There's another school of poskim who disagree with that and have a different reading of the Ramah. The Shayari Knesset Hagdola writes that when the Ramah says someone should take a break from learning, it means only if they don't have anyone else they can delegate preparing for Shabbos to. But if there's someone else that they can make their messenger, then they should sit and learn. So according to the Shayari Knesset Agdola, if a yeshiva boy is coming home and Shabbos is going to be prepared for him, then he should just continue learning and there's no reason for him to take time off in order to prepare for Shabbos. And the Minchas Baruch and Chelek Bey, Simon Bey's quotes from Rab Chaim Palaji, a great Sephardic authority, the same idea that learning on Friday should be the same as any other day, if possible, unless one is needed to prepare for Shabbos. And he quotes that this is based on that theoretically the Torah could have been given on a Friday. There was no objection because the Jewish people had to prepare for Shabbos. So you see that studying Torah takes precedence over preparing for Shabbos. And he quotes a story from Rabbi Yehuda Ashkenazi who wrote the Sefer Machna Yehuda that he used to sit and learn the entire Friday up until sunset and then he would just go home and start Shabbos. But he never took off time in order to go prepare for Shabbos. And Rab Chaim Palaji says that that should be the model because that seems to be the Gemara's model. It says in Sukkot Av Chavches and Psachim Dav Kuftes about Rabbi Akiva Miyamav Lo Amar Higia Eis Lamun Bebeis He never stopped the learning in the Yeshiva. He never told people to take a break except for Erev Pesach and Erev of Yom Kippur. So only those two holidays, Pesach and Yom Kippur, because there's a lot of preparation and you need to eat on Erev Yom Kippur. So there he told people to go and stop learning. But on a regular Shabbos, it sounds like he never told them to shut the yeshiva, but rather they continued learning right until Shabbos. So Rab Chaim Palaji agrees with this basic approach. And Minchas Baruch also quotes from the Aruch HaShulchan, similarly, that someone who has Shabbos being prepared can continue learning. And Rav Yaakov Emden in the Siddur Yavitz writes that someone who's Torah umnaso, all they do is study Torah, or if they're giving a public shear, so then they also should not stop studying on Friday in order to prepare for Shabbos. So there's a solid group of poskim who limit the Ramah's ruling only to cases where one is necessary to prepare for Shabbos, but otherwise they should continue learning. Now, the Mishnah Brura himself in Simon Reish Nun Aleph, Sifkan Ches, quotes this from the Shayari Knesset Agdola. So he seems to be in this group of poskim who would oppose stopping learning on Friday unless it's absolutely necessary. But the Mishnah Brura limits his agreement with this approach because he himself says that everyone needs to do something small, at least symbolic even if someone else is preparing Shabbos for them, but they can't do nothing. And in the Ber Halacha, both in Simen Reish Nun and in Simen Reish Nun Aleph, he bolsters this with the obvious argument that the great rabbis in the Gemara who prepared for Shabbos obviously would have been learning otherwise, and they had other people to prepare for them. 
So why did they do anything? They should have just kept learning and let others prepare. So obviously everybody needs to do something small or symbolic just to honor Shabbos by preparing for it. But if someone doesn't have any other food for Shabbos, then they should take time off in order to prepare for themselves. So the Mishaburah has a middle position. There's one group of poskim who read the Ramah literally, that everyone should break from studying Torah in order to prepare for Shabbos themselves. Others say the Ramah is only talking about in a case where there's no one to prepare for you. Otherwise, you should just keep learning. And the Mishnaburah is in the middle. He believes that if there's other people to prepare, you should keep learning, but you should do something small and symbolic to honor Shabbos. Now, one last issue we'll discuss. This is a very fascinating discussion in the Minchas Baruch in Simon Aleph. And that is, as we just saw, everyone has to do something at least small in order to prepare for Shabbos. So the question he raises is, can a man prepare the candles for his wife to light in order to fulfill his mitzvah of preparing for Shabbos? Is that enough or does it have to be something more traditional? So this is based on a custom brought by the Magan Avram and Simon Reish Samach Gimel, Sifkat and Zion, that even though the halacha is that the woman is supposed to light the candles, not the man, but the Magan Avram records from the Arizal that the man should prepare the candles. Now that seems to mean something different than just taking the candles out of the box and putting them in their holders. It seems to be in the olden days, the wicks were worse quality and you couldn't just light them immediately. Someone needed to light them and get them ready to be lit. So the man would light a fire on the wick, which was more difficult, and then blow it out so that when the woman came to light the candles, it would be prepared for her and the light would take easily to the wick. So this might not apply nowadays when we just put a candle in the holder, but still based on this, some people have the husband take out the candle and put it in the holder to prepare it for his wife. So it's a nice custom. The question the Menchaz Baruch raises is, is this enough preparation for Shabbos to fulfill the mitzvah of preparing for Shabbos? So he quotes a very fascinating debate that he put together, two interesting sources that debate this issue. The first is the Kafachayim writes explicitly that a man should do more substantive Shabbos prep unless he's unable to do anything, in which case he can get away with fulfilling the mitzvah by setting up the candles. So the Kafachayim is very clear that ideally setting up the candles is not enough to fulfill this mitzvah, but if that's all the man can do, then it's sufficient to fulfill the basic mitzvah. On the other hand, the Minchas Baruch quotes very fascinating marshal, which seems to disagree agree with the Kafachayim. This is in the Gemara and Shabbos on Kuf Yotes, where it lists the stories of all the rabbis who prepared for Shabbos, which is our model that we're supposed to follow. One of the stories recorded is Rav Huna Adlik Shragi. Rav Huna would prepare for Shabbos in his home by lighting the candles. So the question is that the mitzvah of lighting candles belongs to the wife. Why is Rav Huna lighting the candles in his home on Shabbos afternoon? So there's a few answers in the commentators. Rabbi Yaakov Emden suggests that it's when his wife wasn't available, she wasn't home or she was sick. There was a custom in many communities in Europe that the first week after a woman gave birth, she didn't light the Shabbos candles because usually they were too ill. So on a week like that, Rav Huna's Shabbos prep was that he would light the candles. That's approach number one. The Marsha says something different, which is Rav Huna himself in the Gemara in Shabbos, Tafchav Gimel, says, Someone who has many candles, who's frequent with candles, is going to merit having sons who are Torah scholars. So it's a very good thing to have a lot of candles. 
Tosvos there seems to explain the phrase haragil. What does it mean to be frequent? Everybody lights Shabbos candles. So haragil means both the husband and the wife light Shabbos candles. So Rav Huna seems to have had a stringency or a different practice that not only his wife lit candles, but he also lit candles. So according to the Marsha, that's what Rav Huna is doing in this Gemara. His practice was that both he and his wife lit the candles. The Marshal has a third solution from the Tosvos Aruchim, which is that Rav Huna would light the candle and then his wife would light from his candle. So his wife was actually doing the mitzvah, but he was also lighting a candle from which she lit. Now, what this means and what the purpose of Rav Huna lighting and then his wife lighting is unclear. The Minchas Baruch has two possibilities. He quotes that the Tosefes Shabbos and the Karim Shlomo explain that Rav Huna would light and then his wife would light from his lit candle. But the Minchas Baruch says the other possibility is that this is a reference to the idea we mentioned before, which Rav Kiva Eger quotes in his commentary on the Mishnah Shabbos, Perak Bey's Mishnah Vav, which deals with lighting candles. So Reb Kivager quotes from the Tikkune Zohar that the man should prepare the candle. He should either make the candle or maybe light it to make sure that the wick is proper and then blow it out. And then the wife lights from that candle. So it could be what the Marshal means is that Rav Huna would prepare the candle. He would light it and then blow it out. And then his wife would use that wick to light the Shabbos candles of the mitzvah. So according to the Marshal, it's clear in the Gemara that Rav Huna did fulfill his mitzvah of preparing for Shabbos by preparing the candles. So it's clear in the Gemara's story about Rav Huna that lighting candles is one of the valid preparations for Shabbos to fulfill the mitzvah of preparing for Shabbos. But the question is what exactly that means. According to the Marsha and Rav Yaakov Emdin, it means that Rav Huna was actually lighting the candles. But the Marshal says that it means he was preparing the candles. So it seems, according to these commentators, that lighting Shabbos candles would certainly be valid preparation. And even just preparing the candles to be lit would be valid, according to the Marshal. Although, as we noted, the Kafachaim disagrees and says, ideally, one should not just prepare candles for their Shabbos prep. They should do something more substantive. Now, this debate touches on a broader issue, which is what forms of Shabbos Shabbos prep are considered valid for this mitzvah. So the Minchas Baruch quotes from a number of earlier authorities whose language indicates that the Shabbos prep has to relate to the meal. In other words, in order to fulfill this mitzvah, one has to prepare food or something which they'll enjoy at their meal. They clean up the table, something which relates to eating as opposed to, for example, going to the library to get out a book to read on Shabbos might not fulfill this mitzvah. So there's a lot of interesting aspects and details to analyze about this mitzvah, and hopefully we've touched on some of the highlights.